Thank you for joining us for episode 14, Silent and Listen. What's going on, Mr. Rafiki? What's going on, Mr. Mental? How y'all doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How y'all doing? Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Today, we have a special guest joining us today. On episode 52, Venus Retrograde, in that episode for the I Am Astrology Readings podcast, I threw a special shout out. And since it was, since Venus was retrograding in Leo and it was Leo season, I threw a special shout out to the King of King, Lord of Lord of all Leos. Some of y'all could have been thinking who or what is he talking about? <laughs> well, now that Venus has gone direct, but it's still in the sign of Leo. The King of Kings, Lord of Lord of all kings. King of Kings, Lord of Lord of the Leos has decided to step down off his throne of gold and bless us commoners with his wisdom. With that being said, how are you doing, Mr. Tarot? Greetings to all of you, and I am doing great as always. I'm a Leo. We are always great and wonderful. Hopefully, that was a proper introduction for Leah. It will suffice for now that being said Tarot, I want to thank you for uh, listening to the other podcast and all that stuff and taking your extensive notes but you 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 hit me with a topic and I don't I didn't think you was expecting me to boomerang that topic right back at you and so that is why you are here today. So what is that topic, uh, Mr. Tara? What I had asked you about was the coincidence, perhaps, that the word listen and silent are spelled with the same exact six letters. And I was curious what you thought about that and you're right I was not expecting you to boomerang it back and ask me to speak about it and it was an honor to be asked to be on the podcast to join yourself and Mental Reset and Rafiki as well as a special guest so I appreciate the courtesy from you to speak about and go into depth between the two words. And we all respect your mind. Mind is one of the most powerful things you have. And since you are the master of astrology, as some people will say, I found it interesting that I was asked 
to speak about this. So since this is astrology, not to go into detail, but just to delve on something that people listening can possibly look up. I don't go into my birth chart publicly. So my moon is in the second house. And what don't realize is that there is a sextile between moon and mercury in my chart in the second house one of the key components of a sextile between the moon and mercury in the second house is that the person listens L-I-S-T-E-N. That's one of the components about it, which I found interesting. Also, a person with a sextile between the moon and Mercury is someone that is receptive, someone that is sympathetic, someone that picks up on feelings and emotions of individuals, and someone with the ability to read body language. All of these things I've spoken about over the years, and it's a key component of a sextile between the moon and Mercury in the second house, which I am, and with someone that listens, which is what we're about to speak about. I just found that interesting, to say the least. All right. Now, we, you said uh, silent and listen both have six letters. Do you think we should begin with the definition of both of those words? Silent. Definition of silent. Not making or accompanied by any sound. Not expressed aloud. Not speaking, saying, or recording nothing on a particular subject. The etymology. Check out the etymology. Without speech not speaking still calm quiet present participle of salir to be quiet or still the to add to that that's that's the etymology of silent silent yes well just to add silence is complete absence of sound. Just to add. Go ahead. Tara. And the word silent is Latin derivative and is essential with refraining from speech. All right. Now, uh, you want to go with listen? Listen, to give attention to sound. To give, wait, wait, wait. Did you say to give attention to silence? To sound. To, to give attention to sound. Yes. Okay. The etymology of listen is alert. 
do listen. Now, y'all know how I feel about when you're given a definition, the word of the definition should not be in the definition. That's just my take. Here. I'll stop right here. Hear and listen are two different things. Attend to and obey. Wait, did you say obey? Obey. I knew y'all was going to catch that shit. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold, hold. You mean to tell me the definition of, of listen has the word obey in it? Obey. How so? Well, you got to go ask the motherfuckers who got them agreed to put that shit there. <laughs> All right. But, but I, I would assume, okay, speaking as a parent, when you're getting on to one of your children and you say, listen, you're really not saying listen. You're saying obey because they you done told them repeatedly times to do whatever it is you told them to do. Okay, okay. I So are you listening? I could see how that, you know, are you obeying? And the answer is no, you're not. So if you want those type parents that go get the, the belt or, you know, get firm with your words, however you handle it. But yeah, that, that kind of tripped me out too when I saw obey. Tarot, uh, does that, how does that sound to you? I just wanted to point out, listen has German origins and listen is affiliated with hearing but mental is correct listen lean and hearing are two different things and for a frame of reference for everybody might be listening if you all saw the movie white men can't jump with woody harrelson and wesley snipes if you remember one of the funny parts of the movie about Jimi Hendrix, who I follow, Wesley Snipes said to Woody Harrelson, you can listen to Jimi Hendrix, but you don't hear Jimi Hendrix. What What do you think is the difference between the two? Anyone? Taro? What do you think the difference between the two? If I could real quick also just say I meant to I meant to in the beginning here. Listen and silent are spelled with the same letters for people that are listening and hearing this podcast. That is called an anagram. A N A G R A M. An anagram. That is when you rearrange the letters in a word to form a different word using the same exact letters. So I wanted to clarify that in the beginning with everything. Wait. I thought that was called word scrabble. You just told me. <laughs> Wait, when I play word scrabble, I've been doing anagrams this whole time, Tarot. If you're forming other words with the same exact letters, then you are doing anagram antics, I could say. Anagram antics. Wow. Okay. Okay. I like that. All right. Um, mental. I want to give the definition of here as well. 
perceive with the ear the sun. The etymology of it, once again, I don't believe that the word of the definition should be in the definition. To hear, perceive by the ear, listen, obey, follow, accede to, grant, and judge. The etymology of it. Wait. See, now what I have for here is perceive with the ear the sound made by something or someone. And the definition two is be told or a form of something. And in and, and, and mental's word definition, I heard a trigger word. The last word you said was judge. So in hearing... We are we supposed to be making judgment calls? According to the etymology, that's what it sounds like. Hmm. But my difference, how I see the difference in hearing and listening, I think listening requires more attention, like the definition says. Well, you can do something and hear something in the background. You're not, you're not, you're not listening until you start paying attention to what's going on in the background. Paying attention to the sun. All right. Listening requires work. There's mm-hmm. that word again. This is, that's a trigger word. Tarot. Would you agree that listening involves work on two levels, the cognitive level and the behavior level? As in, as in, as you're listening, you have to listen on a cognitive level and on a behavior level. And what, well, well, actually, yeah, you probably agree with that because you talked about watching body language. I do agree with that completely. And I wanted to say a few things of what is not listening. Take us away. Because we're speaking about what is. Listening is not waiting for your turn to speak. Listening is not waiting for your turn to speak. Because if I'm sitting here waiting for my turn to speak, I'm not really paying attention to what and paying attention to what you're speaking about and receiving it because I'm so anxious or ready for my turn to speak so i'm not really listening to you truly goes on my second point listening is not planning what you are going to say next the reason why if you're speaking and i'm planning what i'm going to say 
I'm not really receiving the message that you're attempting to convey through your words because my mind is processing what I'm going to say next instead of being still and really hearing what you're attempting to say. That that goes with the statement that um, I've made, Tara. The best thing to say next is determined by the last thing the person you're in a conversation says, which would point to listening, right? Because you're going to go off of their subject. What say you? Yes, you're 100% correct on that. And to follow up with what you said, if you truly listen to someone and hear them, then you will be able to repeat back to them exactly what they just said if they stop you and ask you to do so. Wow, that is a trick that I have uh, done in a argument back and forth. And um, and that is, if somebody is doing that and they can't repeat it, that's, wait, Tara, What do you say to the person who can't repeat back what they just said? Because because I have tried. That's when I said in a, in an argument, I have tried that, but in the other way, as in I was listening to them and was able to repeat back what they said. But they wasn't able to repeat back what they said. What does that point to? That points to many people listen not to understand, but with the intent to reply. All right. All right. Also, listening is not being defensive or discounting the other person's opinion because then you're being combative and trying to debate them when they are not necessarily trying to debate you but they are having a discussion with you but you are being defensive and coming at them in an offensive manner. Well, I think that happened the other day. Uh, prime example in your room, I mean, and the person person said, hey, we having a debate, aren't we? And I said, damn, <laughs> that's news to me. I didn't know I was in a debate. I thought I was having a conversation. <laughs> so, uh, and and actually, a debate is is would be, you know, two people trying to win an argument, but a conversation would be an exchange of information. Not about one up and one up in each other. 
as far as, you know. But I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tara. And one more thing is essential as well. Listening is not butting in before that person is finished speaking. Because if you do that, then you are sending the message of what I have to say is more important than what you have to say. So we have to be aware if we are doing that with people. I can see that. I got a question for you, Terrell. Is there ever a case where butting in is okay? For instance, if if me and you having a, a, a debate or argument or whatever, a discussion, and I said something, but this listening will come in at if you misquote me or making assumptions off of what you think I said versus what was actually said. I'm asking because I had a uh, I had that, that situation come up last night and I thought it was okay for me to butt, butt in and cut them off because they opened up their statement not you know like what they opened up with was opposite of what I said when you allow someone to speak completely without interruption that will enable you to fully listen to them and prohibit you from making assumptions or jumping to conclusions it is very difficult to utilize or implement or integrate that tactic when there is emotion involved or disrespect involved or degradation involved because then your emotion overrules logic and prohibits you from utilizing that tactic so if if any one of those three are that you just named what was the three again emotion disrespect degradation if any one of those three are involved, does does that mean the listening is and hearing is out the out the door at that point? Yes, I would agree. All right. Because you are devaluing that other person's time and energy, and that is why I feel that way. All right. Also, I wanted to say most people require the basic need to understand and to be understood. The best way to understand people is to listen to them. Can you repeat the first the first part again? Most people require the basic need to understand 
and to be understood. I have a question. Do you think people worry about being understood, people understanding them more than understanding uh, outside of them? Yes. Because you want to be heard and the other person or people that you're in a conversation with to be able to receive, comprehend, and apply what you're saying to themselves or the situation or topic at hand. This is off topic. You just said a word that I just heard something and it just, you said apply. And I heard this saying that uh, yesterday or the day before, knowledge is not, not it, it's not knowledge if you can't apply it. It's just off topic, uh, and you just said the word apply. So, uh, anyway, let's, let's keep it going. <laughs> it, what, by the way, what do y'all think about that statement? Knowledge is not knowledge unless you can apply it. What good is knowledge kept up if you don't know how to apply it? That knowledge becomes void if you don't use it. Just a bunch of words. Is it words or can you use it in everyday life by applying it? But if you're not applying it, it's just words. It becomes nothing. It becomes void. All right. So with that being said, even though we talking about this silent and listen, hopefully people are hearing it and be able to apply this wisdom and knowledge. Continue, Tara. To follow up with that, there's a saying that I did not create, but that I really appreciate and have repeated hundreds of times over the decades. We have two ears and one mouth for a reason, because if we listen twice as much as we speak, then we might actually learn something and therefore acquire knowledge and knowledge is power. I was going to say this last go, but you said it now. It's the perfect time for me to say, Terrell, you just said knowledge is power. I get to say, I get the statement. But I think it's more of what Paul said. It's the applied knowledge is power. Like Paul said, if you don't apply it, it just becomes a bunch of words. We all have knowledge. What you are discussing is the application process with what we do with that knowledge. Perhaps I choose not to do something with things I know because I'm trying to teach people a lesson and force them to look into themselves or analyze a situation to learn on their own, but I could assist with limited knowledge. So the application process 
is optional. And there was more of an impact, I will agree, with mental you and Paul. There was more of an impact with applied knowledge. You resonate more profoundly and leave an indelible impression, shock and awe, if you will, when you can hit somebody with something that blows them away, really makes them contemplate and mull things over and analyze things. That is applied knowledge, which it's very impactful with people and situations. Question. Is this a microphone if I'm not speaking into it? If I'm not speaking into it, is it just a tube with some wires? But it doesn't come become a microphone until I speak into it. Would that be equivalent to knowledge and applying the knowledge? A simple version. Or was that a far-fetched, a far-fetched, too far-fetched of a thought? No, you you actually described it to the best way you knew how. You took it to something that they can't see, but we can see it. The mic. Now, if we once oh. I turn it back up, you can hear. But if I turn back down, it becomes that voidness again. So therefore, every every analogy that we're using corresponds with one another. So yes. All right, go ahead, Tara. So what you just saw there was a tube with wires until the application process was utilized and the impact was it became a microphone with power. It's about how you apply the process in which you apply the knowledge or power that you retain. And everybody is different. We are all different from race, religion, socioeconomic background. So everyone is at different levels with where they are able to receive and give and we have to be cognizant of that and self-awareness is very important all right all right where else you want to take us i do want to say before going further um three things which i want people to really listen to and think about these three statements I know the gentleman I'm in a company with now understand it because of what they do. But the people listening to this really think about these three statements. Once you understand the power of your words, you won't just say anything. Once you understand the power of your thoughts you won't just think anything and once you understand the power of your presence 
you won't just be anywhere. You use the word presence. And I didn't realize how much I struggle with being present on a daily basis. And when I say present, I mean present in that moment, right? I mean, hey, I'm whoever I'm talking to, I'm present in that conversation and I'm not thinking about um hey I gotta go get my groceries and I gotta go pay this bill and this is due and all of that being present in the moment in the conversation and and, that, and it and it goes further than just a conversation it it being present at the moment is is why people miss the subtleties and I uh being that I was studying astrology and stuff like that for me to be able to see the energy and all that I had to learn how to be present in the moment because I would miss things I greatly appreciate that you just said that which leads me to another statement which again everyone I'm in the company with right now understands this speaking about presence Paul just mentioned awareness. The reason why I was honored to be asked to be a guest on this podcast is to hopefully be able to leave an indelible impression upon people because a lot of the reasoning behind the podcast is to help people. So what I wanted to say was there is no self development without self-awareness you can read as many books as you like but if you are unable to read yourself then you will never learn a thing wow (laughs) do me a favor do me a favor read that one more time there is no self-development without self-awareness you can read as many books as you like but if you are unable to read yourself then you will never learn a thing you know where my mind went with that I hope in many different directions my mind went to the effect of where there's a lot of us readers Terrell you and I specifically Yes. We say this all the time that we don't read ourselves. Now, that statement that you just made makes me rethink that. If we can't read ourselves, how can we dare learn anything? That's what I just got out of that statement that you made. If I can't read my own self, how dare I try to read another? you on that for a while now right yes sir all right now go ahead sir reply or retort to that would be 
don't truly know yourself, you'd be doing card readings at all. In addition to that, should you be doing astrology? You can't master yourself or you haven't. How would you be able to assist somebody else in mastering themselves? I had some quotes that I was saving. I had, I got like 11 quotes about the subject, but then I also got, I wrote four quotes down and I was like, but I was putting these, I put these quotes on the side for, just for my, they caught me, you know? And one of them was, everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. Kind of goes into what you, the same, it's kind of in the same realm of what you just said. Uh, another another uh, quote that I, the throwaway quote was, a comfort zone is a wonderful place, but nothing ever grows there. Love that you said that because there are so many people that I've done readings for and you're doing readings. A lot of people ask about, tell me my future. And I say, I don't classify that as a future card. I classify it in the course of due time. And many times it comes up that the person has to step out of their comfort zone to experience growth and expand their horizons. So I love that you said that because when you step out of your comfort zone and expand your horizons to other scenarios, environments, cultures, situations, people, religion, you open up your mind to experience new things and to grow and evolve. So I love that you said that about stepping out of the comfort zone because so many people, they stay close to what they know or what they're used to because they feel safe and security is essential to so many people. So I really appreciate that you said that about the comfort zone. Is that why people find themselves in debates because they're hearing information that's out of their comfort zone? Listening? Because if you think about what, go back to everything that irritates us about others can lead us. Irritate, a lot of times uh, we get irritated by hearing something someone else said. You know, I always say these trigger words. With words, they can trigger people and then people will become better because they go into defense mode. And then they retort back in an offensive manner, even though that might not have been your intent or your motive. 
it was their interpretation and not your intention. Interpretation and intention are two different things and are misconstrued a lot of times. So trigger someone, you force them to face emotion, makes them act some sort of way, either positively or negatively. But there are many people, attention, period. Doesn't matter if it's positive or negative, as long as they're getting attention at all. So that they're the focus. You hitting all my little one-off quotes that I wasn't even supposed to be using. <laughs> Worry not that no one knows you. Seek to be worth knowing goes to the attention thing that you just said negative or positive it's all about attention but you know going back to the the podcast before that mask the master if you master something or work on something that would give you uh worth be worth make you worthy of knowing but you know hey i did this crazy antic or i've looked this crazy way that's no grounds for giving you attention well in my opinion but other uh, as you can see others believe differently but and and which goes to um what mental brought up about um the spirituality stuff is the new attention getting thing. Didn't you say that, Mental? Yes, I did. As in, what did you what did you mean by that? Oh, with this spirituality, it's like everybody's doing it now. You know, everybody wants to be a part of it to get whatever attention. But since they can't get attention in their regular life because of for whatever reason they use spirituality as a colorful flag hey look at me I'm over here hey hey okay so they will join these groups these spiritual groups just to be around somebody when the people that are there genuinely are there to work on self. This person that's using spirituality to get attention, they're not really working on themselves. They may take notes hearing there, here or there, but are they really doing the work? You know, like everybody wants to grow until it's time to grow. You know, I just, I just, I just see a lot of people using spirituality as the new way to get attention. Being, being that you have been for at least 25 years, correct? Correct. Have you seen the... Have you noticed a rise in the number of people who are trying to speak about this? Yes. Any thoughts? 
Damn. Many. <laughs> Say it. Just, Spit it I'm, out. Yeah. I'm just waiting for someone to jump on their microphone. He, he's leaning back right now. I'm, I just see him leaning forward. <laughs> uh, what to what to touch off of what Mental said, and yourself. Um, many are followers. Fewer leaders. People like to be a part of a movement. Not to touch on tattoos, but if you look at how many people had tattoos 25 years ago compared to today. So who are the OGs that had them? And look at today, everybody, not ev the majority of people, 51% or more, have tattoos. So with spirituality, with the advent and the progression of social media, it's much easier to take pictures of yourself or create a name and be on some of the social media platforms to garner attention that look at me, I'm doing this, which is what Mental said, being part of a movement. But where were you 10 years ago, 5, 10, 20 years ago? Where, what were you doing then? If you're old enough. I understand somebody might be 21 years old. I was gonna, I was gonna say somebody, some, some of these people might say I was in diapers. <laughs> I understand. Got a Bible in my mouth. <laughs> Back to what I was trying to say. I'm gonna have to throw this out. You got a yes, you got a lot of followers out. But I do want to say to some of us that have been around for many years, but we hid our stuff due to the simple fact that we was told that it was not of the norm. It was not of religion. It was of so-called devil. It was evil. So for some of those, they wasn't followers. They was more or less waiting for the opportunity to arrive because a lot of us are actual, actually more spiritual than we are religious because we are born into a spiritual realm, not the religious realm. So I do want to throw that out. Well, since we throwing stuff out there, I had a young man in his 30s speak to me yesterday. And, and actually, Tara, the guy was two years younger than the guy that was in your room. And I, I wanted to, I asked him a few questions and stuff to, you know, try to try to get a gauge on if dude was really, how far out of thinking, how disconnected was he with his peers? And so I tried to see if another somebody who's two years younger than him had the same um, energy as far as toward this generation. And um, I did find out something that um, actually goes into this topic. And I, I was like, man, why why does your generation have a beef with mine? 
And he said, man, and this is the example he used. He said, you know, I can see somebody in a nice car and all that. And if I walk up to him and say, hey, man, how did you get that? Your generation is all standoffish. Y'all don't want to, y'all don't tell us. You know, and it's kind of like, I guess we hoarding the information. He said, some of y'all may say something every now and then. Somebody may say, but for the most part, it's kind of dismissed. And then somebody in my generation got up and was like, hey, man, y'all got to realize, man, our generation, we had to get it, get it on our own. A lot of information wasn't just handed to us. Right. And so how my now here it is uh Rafiki I know in a couple of other podcasts and all that we talk about information and how much information should remain hidden now could the problem be our generation has been quiet too long and left them leaderless the thought as in you know, leading these people through the spiritual thing. Hey, nah, this ain't this ain't the right way. To, this the right way to really do that. You need to be studying. You need to be getting your stuff before you be talking. Hey, you need to work on this. You need to work on that with inside yourself before you even start. Boom, boom, boom. And then you got ones that we do do that. Literally say, hey, let's try it this way. Not telling you that you got to do it this way. Let's suggest something new. And we'll throw that idea out there. But the individual don't want to do the work. Well, and that's I, where the problem lies within it. So to answer your question, I would have to say we're doing it correctly. We done it. We had to get our own information. We had to do our own research. We didn't have a phone at our beck and call where you could just go onto that phone and research whatever you want to research. When we had to research, we had to research it the hard way. We had to gather our stuff the hard way. It wasn't freely given to us like it is nowadays. People have lost the way of learning how to gain knowledge. So us as a generation, we got to act butthurt and be like, hey, we had to get it the hallway. Y'all got to get it the hallway too. It's not, it, it, it's trying to actually show them respect, but they're not taking it as that. They're, they're taking it as a form of disrespect. So the answer to the whole situation is, you ready? Mm -hmm. What's the topic again? And then listen. It boils down to communicate. Tara? I have observed with today's generation as compared to older generation, the sense of entitlement is astounding to me. How many want things stowed upon them or given to them without them putting in the time or effort to acquire things because of a finger. It's about instant gratification today. So we all have leaders 
hopefully that we have looked up to to some degree or learned from and what Rafiki is mentioning back in the day as opposed to in today's world we went to libraries we used a card catalog we used encyclopedias we referenced National Geographic magazines these are antiquated methods that we utilize to acquire knowledge and integrate it into our lives or to complete a task upon us where today with snapping that finger the instant gratification you can look something up immediately well we didn't grow up in the area the era tarot we had to go to the record store and buy a record or get a dub it off a friend you know, they grew up in an era where you could download it off of pirated websites. When you talk about giving and all of that stuff, I mean, this is the generation that, that you know, a lot of free stuff. And which is interesting because, you know what? I know you, I get accused of yelling a lot, right? And nobody... Elva says and really speaks to what made Paul yell. Now, here it is. Here, all these people are calling me a teacher and all of that stuff. And and so when does Paul yell? When people are not paying attention. And if you go to any classroom, any school around when when a class is not paying attention. The teacher brings that class in or to order some way. It could be yelling. It could be throwing something. It could be kicking somebody out the room. It could be whatever. Interesting how people want to give me this title, but then when I have to do teacher things, then you have a problem. But that's not why I even brought that up because within that, I say Paul yells when people are not paying attention. And and if I started thinking about that word, and what's the first word in before attention? Pay. And paying for something is a fee. And getting back to, you know how I like to bring everything full circle. Generation or a lot of people are cheap and don't want to pay for stuff. They want stuff free. I'd be surprised when people are not paying attention. People are too poor to pay attention. Woo! Shit. God damn. <laughs> now, I'm gonna just say this, man. Tarot, people people gonna blame me for that comment because they're gonna say, Tarot Paul rubbing off on you. <laughs> well, this would be a good time if anybody wants to i accept accountability for my words always have always will i am on instagram you can reach out to me at big cat daddy one two three that's big cat daddy one two three just so you know that taro is the one that said that not <laughs> paul but i wanted to say uh, also again that's big cat daddy one two three on instagram and 
what I wanted to say, everybody behave. Everybody behave themselves because I'm going to get accused of taking this off the rails. <laughs> so to touch back um, to, to what, to circumvent and go back to what Paul was saying about being the teacher and people said Paul yells and everything. Listening builds trust and respect because if I'm being quiet and sitting still, I'm respecting your time and your words and your energy by listening through you. So you, in turn, are realizing that he is being mindful and respectful of my words. So I wait and then I can reply or respond appropriately without interrupting you. And that is a way of building respect with the person and trust with the words that are being conveyed. And also through that, you are enabling the sharing of information because it is being received appropriately as the other person is thinking or explaining things. So it's an open and free exchange of ideas and a sharing of information through communication, which is something Rafiki touched on, which is very essential with being silent and listening with that's a way of communicating. And also this listening through silence is a way of encouraging collaborative problem solving, which to a degree, perhaps one could say we are doing today with speaking about this because we're talking about effective and efficient communication, which is something I spoke about for a while, but we're getting into the analytics or the logistics of it with listening and silent and respect with one another to have an impact and receive the information that is being bestowed upon us, hopefully. What you said, but with one caveat or one uh, question or whatever, that's assuming that a person wants to solve a problem. That's 100% correct because many people enjoy living in their own misery and deflecting and projecting their problems on to other people without resolution. So you are 100% correct, Paul. That is with the assumption or presumption that somebody is looking for a solution to solve a problem. I agree. And some of the reason I said that is good and get big. If you look at the thing, silent and listen, how many people just want to talk about the problem, but not actually do anything about it. Can you listen if you are not silent? No. I agree. No. Listening and silent, like Terrell said earlier, it's an anagram. And they go hand in hand. Like the question he just asked, can you 
listen without being silent. No, you you cannot. You you there have to be silence or you have to be silent in order for you to listen to conveyed message. And um not only that there's there's physical silence that the receiver should have, they should also have mental silence. Goes back to what y'all was saying about being present in the in the conversation. You can't be thinking about other things or thinking about like like Tara was saying, thinking about what you're gonna say next. You have to be right there with that person when they're speaking. Word for word. You may not repeat the entire sentence, but if we're smart enough, we can follow along with the conversation of what's being said. You know, and for those that don't, that aren't smart enough, they pay attention to what they want to pay attention to. For instance, some of these songs, some of these songs is no good, but we'll take the time to learn a dumbass song before we take the time to understand our fellow brother or sister. What is mental silence? What is mental silence? Being, they, being, under, being present, basically not thinking about anything else but what's going on i was right about to say if you're thinking is that mental silence because if what is thinking you're actually talking to yourself right any thoughts on that terror <laughs> i i agree completely with that i wanted to say uh, something mental said all right, resonate resonate it and I, and I loved it um, he said about um, when you're speaking with people and they pick and choose parts that they want to listen or hear in, in a statement or a song or whatever uh, we reference that as selective hearing selective hearing you're you're picking and choosing what you want to what you want to hear something you want to jump on maybe not um the complete context you change the variables when you take an excerpt of it so i love that you said that because that is so true when you're saying something and they just take out two or three words out of you know 25 work you're picking and choosing i love that you said that that is so true and and happens a lot and to go back to what paul just asked about uh with mental silence um yeah yeah uh the voices in your head, right? Don't li don't listen to the voices in your head. You're processing what is thinking. It's pro it's silently processing and analyzing information in a constructive manner so that you convey it. You are able to convey it through words and replying to someone. That is what thinking is. So Paul's right. How many people? I mean, it's the voice in your head that we can't vocalize because it's internal. So yeah, you're thinking, you're talking to yourself in your head about, you know, whatever it might be, analyzing that situation. That's what thinking is. And is that mental silence, which is interesting. To, to be a good listener, you need to first learn how to be silent. And all of us, I feel, here and listen to this podcast eventually you're taught that in kindergarten or or even before that at home with in the very beginning here mental was talking about being a parent which we all are 
and about with with your children. So, to be a good listener, you first need to learn how to be silent, and we're taught that at a very young age, and then you pick and choose when you want to implement that as you go through life. But it is an important lesson that first is taught it at home to a degree from the mom or dad, one or the other. Or an aunt and uncle, maybe the parents aren't in there, and then that carries over into kindergarten and then in the school with everything where we can't we can't interrupt the teacher or the professor because if we do that in school, what do they do? And everyone listening to this knows they raise their voice. Maybe they slam their hand on a table or take an eraser against a chalkboard. Because when you're not listening to a teacher or a professor, and they are trying to help you and educate you to learn something, and you are interrupting them, you are disrespecting them. If you're disrespecting them, they're going to raise their voice because their emotion is now invoked from your lack. Of respect for them because you didn't listen to them, you weren't silent, and you didn't hear them, and that is why people raise their voice or yell because they're disrespected. And many people who know who they are, who can stand in their own truth, will not tolerate disrespect. I was over here looking up. Why, why, why do I want to feel like feel the need to say thank you, Tara? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, it's like it seemed like you kind of threw a compliment at me just now. I don't know, but, but go ahead, Rafiki. Go ahead. Oh, this here says, "What does silence do for the mind?" Silence offers opportunity for self-reflection. And daydream, which activates multiple parts of the brain, it gives us time to turn down the inner noise and increase awareness of what matters, and it cultivates mindfulness, recognition, and appreciation. Of the present moment, appreciation for the present moment, but you have to be in the moment to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. So, what Rafiki said, actually, to a degree, a good listener turns down the volume, interrupting the other person, and they position themselves to pay attention without looking at the time. Which is interesting because you just asked about what I have left. How many people have you observed that are in conversations? They look at their watch, they look at their phone, they look at a clock on the wall about time. How disrespectful is that, or pressured do you feel because they're not valuing your time? It comes off that they'd rather be somewhere else, or they have more important things to do. So, to be aware of how you're conducting yourself and presenting yourself in a conversation 
is also important because the other person is going to react upon your actions, actions and reactions. It's, it's, it's not funny that you said that, Tero, but when you were saying that, what come to my mind was I had a, a life development class, life management skill class in school. And they were talking, it was like in the psychology area of the time watchers, um, how that could be interpreted either way, as disrespectful as you was just thinking, or the person, this is what the uh, the, the pretty much that second was about, the person that, the not the disrespectful one, looking at their time like, dang, that like, like, Dang, when does this end? Like, not not as far as like they're enjoying it so much that they don't want it to end. So, like, you know, kind of like, dang, we've been going at three hours. Shit, you know, I'm shit. Let's see if we can go three more. You know, something like that. Not necessarily on the disrespectful end of it. And that's just where my mind had went for a little second. Was time is subjective, contingent upon the situation. Because maybe you're attempting to beat a time in doing some sort of activity. So it's relevant as well, but definitely subjective upon the situation because the interpretation is going to vary depending what activity is going on if someone's looking at their watch. I agree with that. Would behoove people to pay attention even though some people are too poor to pay attention <laughs> to how the person is communicating by observing the emotions conveyed by the tone or modulation of their voice you can make a mental note of their body language and you could attempt to mirror it as a way of connecting with them without saying anything because you don't want to interrupt them anger and passion sound the same way definitely one determine the difference between the two body language would be one way and the words that are chosen or spoken during the activity and the inflection or tone or modulation or severity of the words between the people would be a way to distinguish or differentiate between passion and anger because you're speaking about emotion. Wouldn't one have to be listening and paying attention to differentiate the two? Hmm. Good point, man. Good point. So, hey. Hmm. You know how two people can go to the same movie and come out of that movie seeing two different movies? Does that explain why 
one person can watch someone speak and be like, damn, he's angry. And the other person can look at that and be like, man, he's so passionate. Word pie. The word pie. I made an acronym about 25 years ago. Pie. P-I-E. Perception is everything. I created that 25 years ago. That's not in a book. I didn't copy that from anywhere. Perception is everything. Now I have a question now for your pie statement. What happens when you change your perception? What what happens when you change how you perceive the world? You change your mindset. You change your vision. Yeah, that's yeah, but then how how does that affect the life, your life? It could open you up to view things from a different angle or source and not be so judgmental, which people love to be, without knowing the full story. Which gets me to something I tell people all the time. You know, we've been told you can't go back and change the past. I say bullshit. And this is how you can. Because when you you have been perceiving things a certain way, And when you change the way you think and the way you perceive the world, when you're looking at it, what happens when you turn back around and look back in the past with said new perception? Could you actually see an event totally different, which actually changed the history? of that event. I think that goes with what Black Power said yesterday. Those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it. So if you look in the past, see wherever you went wrong at, you're gonna if you don't do that, you're gonna continue to find yourself in the same in the same loop, going in the same circle, spinning your tires in the fucking hamster wheel until you, like you said, change perception, which will change your mindset. So now you're not going to do whatever it is that you're doing that had you stuck, spinning your tires, stuck in the hamster wheel. If you, if you listen to people, I, I say this all the time. People have been telling their stories for so, people have told their stories so many times for so long that they're numb to their story and they don't even hear it anymore. It's like they stuck in this broken record cycle of thought and just keep repeating it and repeating it, which makes it true. But if you ever try to change someone's perception of that story they keep trying to repeat, you're going to be met with a lot of resistance. 
as you said it earlier, they're comfortable in that repeated cycle. Well, you can get comfortable in a bad situation. The devil I know is better than the devil I don't know. Tara? I agree with that completely. People drown in their own toxic environment or situation or scenario because they don't know any better and they're comfortable with that and something that I say to people is never allow loneliness to give you comfort with toxic people and a lot of people do wait repeat that never allow loneliness to give you comfort with toxic people resonates with a lot of people when I say that which brought up a quote that I didn't write down (laughs) (laughs) but said I'm alone for a reason I'm alone because I care about who's next to me (laughs) yes yes Oh man! All right, all right. Uh, what else you want? Anything else? Where you want to go? Um, nothing I wanted to say, which actually goes back to what you had, were just saying about uh, viewing history and analyzing things. Um, with learning, that's growth when you're able to do that, when you have that ability to do that. But again, it comes back to someone that is able to stand in their own truth or as some say, know thyself, balance thy energy. Real quick, what did you think about that theory of changing your perception and looking back in history? At, at, at things that happened to events that happened to you. Do you, you think that somebody... You think that's plausible? Plausible? What did you think about that theory? It's definitely feasible to do because hopefully through life we grow and evolve and none of us were the same people now that we were 10, 15, 20 years ago because we've grown and evolved. So you're able to dissect a scenario or situation and extrapolate information or a lesson from that and apply it. A lot of people, because a lot of people and True growth is not repeating the past if it was something bad that occurred or a bad decision, a bad choice, a bad environment. You've grown and evolved from that and um, raised yourself by the bootstraps out of that. You've elevated. So you have learned and acquired knowledge, which we were speaking about earlier, 
Now let's be in power. The power not to allow yourself to lower your vibration frequency and revert back to a prior time in your life when you were in a lesser situation or environment. Got another one of these throwaway quotes. <laughs> An investment in knowledge pays the best. That one more time, please. And an investment in knowledge pays the best. Investment in knowledge pays the best. Yeah. Care to elaborate on that? What if you looked at knowledge as a bank account? Can't be robbed. Or can't nobody take that from you? Can't Rafiki, no stick up man can come behind you and say, stick him up, hand me over all your knowledge. Someone would have to beg the difference. And here's the reason why I say one would have to beg the difference. Mm -hmm. You got these psychiatrists that are out here that are suppressing people's memories because of the knowledge that they have. You got people out here that are literally living in fear because of said whatever is after them through their knowledge. So one could argue and say that, yeah, that knowledge can be paid, probably paid off and robbed and stolen. You could go out through history and you can see erasures here and there. And you can see where it can be robbed. Rafiki, you can, yes, you could rob a library, but you could rob books. You can even burn books, but nobody can take the knowledge out of your brain. And that's what it means. Yes, you could bring up these other examples, but the example I'm using and talking about is Somebody can walk up to you with a gun you and demand your wallet, demand your phone, demand your jewelry watch and all your clothes. But if they demand you to hand them your knowledge, you can't do it. That's the point. They can't get it. Unless they torture you, waterboard you, and you just talk, start talking. But even at that point, They'll never get all your knowledge. They'll only get the questions that they asked. Tara? You had said knowledge is an investment that pays the best. Yeah. Another thing I was going to say, which would follow that or be in conjunction with that, Wisdom is the reward you get for a lifetime of listening rather than speaking. Want me to give you another example, Rafiki? And we've heard this, and we've heard this 
saying hundreds of times. If you give a man a fish, you feed him for that day. If you teach him how to fish, you feed him for the lifetime. So having the knowledge of how to fish, you're richer than that person that doesn't know how. Speaking, when it comes to survival out in the wilderness, I might be bankrupt and you may be Charlie uh, Daddy Warbucks. Can you tell me, Rafiki, hey, I could drop you anywhere and you know how to survive off the land? Mm-hmm. So if so if if we did that, at that moment, Rafiki, are you richer than me? If me and you standing in the forest. See what you're saying. But what I'm where I was going with what I was trying to say was this right here. You got doctors that do suppress people's memory. I got what you I, I got what you I got what you were saying, but but in all actuality, Rafiki, you went off point, not me. <laughs> it's not that I went off point. I just wanted to express that part because I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. We all know you got a beef with psychiatrists and therapists. <laughs> but hey, watch this. I can take your scenario and flip it on you. Watch this, Rafiki. If some people had some knowledge, do you think they'd have to go to a therapist? If they start working on themselves and schooling themselves up and all of that, would they have to go to the therapist and get raped? Hence why Mental has basically said that it's really called the rapist. All right. I mean, because why? They're in it to rape your pocket. Hey, don't bring mental into your your mental rigor roller. Mental want to get into your mix. He would have jumped on in. Don't be pulling him into your cesspool, cesspool, Rafiki. Come on now. But you see where I'm going with this? Yeah, stuff, I see, correct? man. I see, man. I I'm, I'm telling you, I understand. But I just didn't want to get sidetracked, man. All right, uh, Tara, back to you more big thing here silence it is easier to absorb what is and is not being communicated because there are issues below the surface that you cannot hear or see also people really should be aware of their own preconceptions or biases. And if people are paying attention to this podcast and listening and hearing it, Mental Reset brought this up in the very beginning when he was referencing etymology, he talked about preconceptions and biases. So he brought this up in the very beginning about being aware of your own preconceptions and biases and not applying that to the person speaking because then things perhaps become misconstrued. Perhaps there's a commonality. You find common ground also. 
And we have to remember to utilize patience. And another big thing, what a few people will appreciate. Try to consider that the conflict may not be about you. People many times like to interject themselves into what someone's speaking about and make it all about themselves. When the variables are different in that equation. So they at times try to overpower or turn the situation scenario or the topic and make it about them which we have all witnessed numerous occasions it's not always about you sit back and observe which there have been other podcasts about that Paul has done about being the observer just because someone else is sharing their opinion on a subject Does that person need to know your opinion on that same subject? Nope. Unless they were asked. And if you weren't asked, why are you volunteering? That goes back towards that person we were speaking about earlier, the attention seeker. They just want to want to be, they want to feel connected. So, hey, you spoke about such and such. Oh, I got a similar, if not the exact same story. Let me share mine with you. And like like you said, they'll do it. Because I used to be that person. Well, well, I could... Oh, okay. For instance, I'm talking to somebody and I'm asking them their opinion on a subject. And that person is just sharing it, sharing their opinion with me. But... In that discussion, you may be hearing things that you disagree with. I do some feel compelled to voice it. Hey, I disagree with this. I disagree with that. How come someone cannot just share their opinion you hear it, agree with it, or not agree with it, but not have to respond to said opinions. Um, there's a saying that uh, one of my mentors said to me. I've always remembered it. Always the victim, never the victor. Always the victim never the victor people as the victim so many times in their life were silenced even though they were listening they never had a voice so people feel compelled to speak up to make themselves heard so that you see them and you recognize them because then you are assigning them of value and they feel appreciated and worthy and that is from a psychological perspective why many people do that in other words you said 
the Virgo in me wants to say, in other words, you saying people with low self-esteem do that? Definitely. Mm. Definitely. They do. Damn, I ain't think about it that way. That's why I was that's why I was asking, like, damn, is that what really what you saying? <laughs> I ain't think about it that way. Oh wow. Wow. It's amazing what we learn when we're silent and we listen. Hopefully people are doing that listening to this podcast. All right. All right. Two more things. Um, Nonverbal communication can speak volumes through body language and facial expressions. So, Taro, when you talking to somebody and and while you still in mid-sentence, if a person is sitting up there shaking their head this way or whatever, does that say something? It, it, without a doubt. I saw it firsthand yesterday. I couldn't speak about any of all this yesterday, which was really driving me wild because they're sitting there shaking. They're not listening. They are planning what they are going to say next. They are planning what they are going to say next, and they are waiting for their turn to speak. That is not listening. They are being defensive and discounting the other person's opinion, and they are butting in before the person has finished speaking. All of this, I couldn't say but I sat and observed all of it. When you're sitting there and I'm talking and you're rolling your eyes and you're shaking your head, you're already thinking, you are already listening, not to understand, but with the intent to reply. That is not truly listening because you're shaking your head, disagreeing. Your nonverbal communication speaks volume. So you're already trying to combat me and debate me and thinking of all these things. You're not even hearing and listening all of what I'm saying because as to bring it back with mental saying again, mental hit on some prominent things today about people are picking and choosing parts to act upon. To answer your question. Well, I don't blame them because They've been taught to pick and choose. I mean, haven't you heard of a cafeteria Christian? You know, they pick and choose what they want to what, what they want to follow in the Bible all the time. Come on now, what you was about to say, mental? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. He, he when he ex- expounded, he answered my question. Oh mm. man, Daryl. One final thing about all of this from my end with silent and listen. And people just remember this too. Sometimes silence is the most powerful thing you can say. Please think about that. Sometimes silence is the most powerful thing you can say. Silence is an answer? Yes. Silence is most definitely an answer. 
We all heard this. All of you. How many people listening to this podcast have heard silence speaks volumes? Quick question to you. How did the ancients kind of look at this topic? Uh, You had a picture that you wanted to speak about. So for those who cannot see this image, if you Google Anubis leaning or bending over tomb, it should pop up. So a lot of people don't know that Anubis represented, when it comes to the body, Anubis represented the mouth. And if you also Google what a x-ray of the jaw looks like, you could you could see the 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 correlation between the tomb and the jaw. So looking at looking at the Anubis leaning over the, the tomb, it looks like he then mummified somebody and he's about to send them off. Well, in actuality, this is a depiction or a representation of being silent. Anubis is putting his mouth to rest. Okay. Now, if we look at the, the tomb, we see the lion in the front and then his feet in the back. Well, starting at the front of the tomb where the lion is at. You speak of that, that right, that, here, right here? Yes, right there. That that is the front part of the mouth. Right here? Yes. And the nose, right there. And so as we're moving down the shoulders. And you see where there's white spots or uh, rectangles. Well, those are the teeth. Those are the teeth. And the feet is the jaw going up to to your, your skull part. And so we have to put our mouth to rest. We have to be silent. Wait, is this is this the uh what's that little thing that hang down at the top of the mouth? Oh no, that's that that's a newbie's tail. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what they call that little thing? Uh the uvula. Yeah, that's what I thought that was. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but yeah, this 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 is a, a depiction of being silent, giving somebody the respect of them having the floor. You know, I mean, we can go any any anywhere with being silent, putting your mouth to rest. But you know, to stick with today's topic, you have to keep your mouth shut. You know, tarot hit earlier. You have two two ears and one mouth for a reason. To listen twice as much as you talk. 
The moment your mouth activates is the moment your ears deactivate. You can't do both at the same time. You know, there can nothing do anything simultaneously but the inside of your body. When it comes to 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 your conscious and and bringing things out in the physical, you can only do one thing at a time, really. And so, so in order to get said knowledge, we have to be quiet. We have to listen. We have to pay attention. And what we've said a few times in this podcast, we have to be present. If you're not any one of those, you're you're disrespectful. And if you don't want to say disrespectful, okay, you're just not paying attention. And this is where yelling would come into play. And this is where being broke comes back into play. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you, let me ask y'all this. Do they have an EBT car for paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if not, that'll be something to look into. We got down, got down. We can make some shit happen. There's a market for everything. We can make. Some- uh, uh. All right, all right. Is that uh what you had, mental? Yeah, that's pretty much what I had, man. Not all too right. long. All right, y'all know. Uh, if y'all don't know, I do like philosophy and philosophers. And I wrote down a few quotes here, uh, just to get you gentlemen's reaction. You know, I can, you don't have to react. <laughs> you know, but the first one: if what one has to say, if what one has to say is not better than silence, then one should keep silent. Would that go along the line of if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all? I would say. Error. I would say if you can't contribute to a conversation to add something of value, then why are you speaking or addressing the person that is in charge of that conversation. I got something for that too. Hold that thought. <laughs> okay. Hey Daniel Boone, this one this one's up your alley, Daniel Boone. Survival man. Talking without thinking is like shooting without aiming. Rafiki, any thoughts on that one? Talking without thinking is like shooting without aiming. I mean, if you're not aiming at your target, it's just an open, it's just, just going to follow an open space. So if you're not thinking, but you're trying to talk, your words are going to become dead because you didn't think it out. So I can see the correlation. You're speaking or talking 
should have a point and be directional and focused on who you are attempting to assist. And if you are thinking before you're speaking, your exercise and patience and choosing how much knowledge to divulge to that person, which is very directional and pointed towards them instead of speaking generally or in broad terms because people like it focused about them. I agree with that statement. I agree with that statement also. Um, if you're shooting without aiming, you're there. Anybody's liable to get hit. Anybody. Like you have casualties of war, any some bystanders getting hit. Same way with talking without speaking, you just diarrhea at the mouth. I've heard somebody say it before. You know, just, just, just saying some shit just to be a part of the conversation, just to hear themselves talk. You hey, know, you you brought like, up a name. You brought up a name earlier, and that's what he does. Yes, yes. And oh, um, yeah, forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! And ain't it funny? He has a gun in his name. That ir- ironic. <laughs> Just an observation. I'm innocent. But when you know, like like Tara was saying, you know, we should we should speak with the purpose. You know, kinda like that movie with Eddie Murphy, what is uh Thousand Words or some shit, some shit like that. I forget the name of the movie. But there was a tree in his backyard and every time he spoke words, those many leaves fell off the off the tree. So you have to choose, think about what the hell you're going to say before you say it. Basically, that was the moral of the story. Hmm. You just said a word that you said the word speech. The next the next one has that word in it, too. And I, I wonder if I should reel off the next three because they're kind of in the same line. But feel free. A fool is known by his speech. A wise man by silence. Better to re- wait. Better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak out and remove all doubt. A wise man speaks because he has something to say. A fool because he has to say something. Response. <laughs> I've been saying it for a long time. I'm waiting for you to drop the mic and just you know, mic. end it. Because that was a perfect ending right there. You just oh. didn't catch it. Oh, I ain't finished. I got some more. <laughs> I was about to say that was a perfect ending. Oh, I got some more. I would have ended. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Hey, mental, you always talk about people need to put in the work. 
when we blather about trivial things, we ourselves become trivial. Ouch, huh? So I, I had to look up what is blathering? What is blathering? Talk long-windedly without making very much sense. And then, uh, and then the word blathering idiot or blathering, what, what, how, what is it? It's blathering idiot. Blathering, blathering idiot. idiot. Yeah, and it's gibberish. Gibberish would be uh, synonymous with blathering. All right. Boastful speeches are the first sign of weakness. And those who are capable of great things keep their mouth shut. Repeat that first sentence again. Boastful speeches are the first sign of weakness. And those who are capable of great things keep their mouth shut. Could one mistake boastfulness for confidence? What was that? Say, could 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 one mistake boastfulness or confidence? I would say boastfulness is arrogance, not confidence. And people get those two confused. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. Just got three words to say to you, mental. Apex Alpha Male. <laughs> <laughs> that was four, by the way. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> I just say 48. Mm. 40. Some people, Paul, real quick, <clears throat> between the uh, confidence and arrogance, they confuse that. And they like to apply that to uh, Leos. I just wanted to throw that out there. And they talk about the ego of a Leo. And they don't understand to differentiate between confidence and arrogance. So some people like to confuse those words because they don't really understand them. And then they throw ego out there with, in reference to Leos, astrologically, because you are in, into astrology a little bit, just a little bit. Now I have to skip down to another quote to backdoor that. Silence is not at all a sign of callousness. Only what is empty on the inside rattles. Take that one in. What would be a rattle? What's a rattle do? It makes noise. You think of a baby rattle, you shake it. People with small brains shaking their head. Okay, but uh, and so would that be somebody who, think about that. The trigger words. When, that, when you hear that word, would that be a sign of a rattle going up? 
But see, you're listening to the rattle, right? But see, what people don't realize is rattle actually deflects as well. I don't know which one. I got two, two more. I don't know which one I want to do last. Cause they're both kind of good. I'm gonna do this. I, I, I know which one I'm gonna do. Silence is a lesson learned through life's many sufferings. Silence is a lesson learned through life's many sufferings. If I recollect correctly, there's a song called Sound of Silence by Paul. Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, I was going to say by who? Simon and Garfunkel. Oh, all right. Sound of what, what, okay, what, 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 you know what comes to mind, Mantle? What? That female that popped off at the mouth and got their man ass beat. You know what I just, it was a, uh, yeah. There was a video a few years ago I seen on Facebook with that with that exact same thing. Buddy and Zole were on was on a train. She was popping off to another dude. He was dude was telling dude to, man, get your lady, man, calm your lady down. After her going off about ten minutes, he whooped the dude ass because he couldn't touch the girl. I'm talking about he wore that ass whooping so good. Only thing I can say with fight back. Shit. You think she gonna do that again? Depending on her level of respect for the dude, probably. I was about to say she might because she ain't the one that got her ass with. <laughs> you ain't beat his ass. You ain't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And last but not least, I think you may like this one, but this one may take some thought. Courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. Why does it take courage to sit down and listen? Because you have to exercise patience and self-control and discipline. That's why. Dig into that further, please. Dig into that further. I like that thought, you know. Go. Why do you have to show, you said you have to show patience, discipline, and what was the third? Patience, discipline, and why does it take courage to have patience that you think before you speak that you don't react emotionally you react logically through a thought process that has a meaning sometimes people feel so compelled to jump up and speak and so when you are able to maintain your composure 
and practice patience and discipline. You don't act irrationally; you act rationally. Instead, does it take courage? Does it take courage to listen to something you agree with? My opinion, no. It takes courage to listen to something you disagree with, because it's an alternative or different perspective or viewpoint that you are attempting to understand. Hence, the saying, "I haven't walked a mile in your shoes," which gets me back to that other quote that I had down here. And I would, I would say, if you find courage in just listening to something you agree with, to go back to what Paul said, aren't you in your comfort zone? That's the quote I was looking for. <laughs> right, right here, man. It's right here. You just got to go here. So, so it, I was right about to say. So it takes courage to get go to step out of your comfort zone and um i guess and that that's how you bring that into being able to listen huh? because listening like, like for instance I, if you just bring it to religion how one religion can't listen to the beliefs of another religion because it takes them out of their comfort zone a Muslim can't sit there and listen to a Hindu speak on their religious beliefs without feeling compelled to have to tell that Hindu where they disagree at. They just can't sit there and listen to that person tell them all everything and just be like, okay, thank you. Many people are not open to accepting different views or philosophies statements that differ from their thinking because many people are very much set in their ways they're very repetitious and they don't do things out of the ordinary or out of their comfort zone what can i say then if, if I go with that, can I say many people are not as open as they claim to be? May, might I go back to pie? Perception is everything. Things are not as they appear. People portray themselves as more than they are many times for various reasons. The word facade comes to mind, which is a false front. I was sitting down here thinking about this courage thing to sit down and listen and why what does it take to, and something just el something else just came to mind I was trying to figure out how to say it but I just truth that's the word that comes to mind I guess to sit down and listen and to have courage because you may hear some truth. And there's one thing I know about truth. It's an acquired taste. Not everybody likes it or can handle it.
for free. You was one that publicly told everybody that you struggled with it. Constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. That would be an example of that. Hey, being able, that's being able to sit down and listen to some hard truth about yourself. Yep. And, and hey, I, I want to commend you. You said you was going to work on that stuff and you have been. Now, what is it hard? Was it hard for you to sit down and listen to that truth, Rafiki? Did, did it, do you think it take courage for you to do that? Took a whole lot of courage to even speak it up saying that I want people to start giving me construction criticism. I mean, not too many people can willfully say, hey, bring me the smoke. I want the smoke. Give me the hard truth that I can't see. You ain't going to find too many cats like that out there. You're not going to find too many people out there that's, that's willing to even have the courage to do that. A word came to my mind, Rafiki, as you were speaking. It's a trigger word for some, y'all. Buckle up, hold on tight. Accountability. They don't like that word neither. And it took for you to even express your trouble spot a lot of people don't do that. So you you were accountable enough to, to, hey, I see my area that I need work in. Let me work on it. How do I work on this? Let me get opinions from others. Let me get the the criticism. Any thoughts on that, uh, Tara? A- any thoughts on Rafiki uh, taking constructive criticism? You, you've been knowing him for a while. Do you? Think he's gotten better with that? Just looking at my notes, sir. Didn't mean to put you or, on the spot. <laughs> or are you just seeing the white wall and you're trying to find the crack through the white wall? Is that what you're trying to do? I don't, I don't need walls and I get through cracks. I don't worry about that. Um, I agree with the mental reset, which you're saying there uh, about accountability with, with Rafiki there. And to touch on what Paul says this is his podcast and how he says about know thyself balance thy energy and then you have me over here for decades saying standing in your own truth if you know yourself and balance your energy and you can stand in your own truth you accept accountability for your actions and also you have done shadow work which is something we speak about which is a introspective analysis on the dark components of your character to shine the light upon and illuminate so that you are self-aware and that you work on those aspects to better yourself and accountability is important instead of deflection or projection which a lot of people attempt to do so there has been a lot of growth through Rafiki with patience and through taking the time he sort of has implemented 
qualities of a Leo with structure and discipline with learning things and taking notes and reading and analyzing and examining himself and looking at blind spots, which are things he speaks about with others. But you have to put in the time, as Mental says, put in the work. You have to put in the work, uh, you know, to reap the rewards. So I acknowledge that I have seen some growth and I, I feel Rafiki's in a better place. I know Rafiki is in a better place than he was before, but I need to throw out there too, the company you keep is a reflection of yourself. So we could look at the company Rafiki has chosen to keep or surround himself with. It's interesting that you said that because he actually, uh, with a name, you know, was pointing out that he's actually with a whole totally different crew, isn't he? From the old crew to the new crew, I guess. Arrow, uh, you laid down a lot of things and you said a lot of things. Um, I want you to give us a final takeaway uh, that you would like. If they didn't get anything from this, what you want them to take away from you and then let people know how they can get in touch with you and all that. And and, and actually, Taro, uh, let people know exactly what you do. As far as, you know... Well, something I wanted to throw out there before I close on my end here mm-hmm. is I like to examine things and analyze, always have. So Paul does these many po- podcasts known as Brain Repair. Brain Repair. So Brain Repair has 11 letters in it. What I'm not sure if anyone realized, here's the mic drop. Also, something that has 11 letters that is synonymous with brain repair is mental reset. Hey. You realize that mental? Good catch. <laughs> Good catch. <laughs> and one could say if you're doing a brain repair, aren't you doing a mental reset? Another good catch. I've been sitting on this for a couple months just pick and choose when to drop my gems I say I may or not have said this will be the most listened to podcast that Paul has ever done I may or may not have said that so there's one thing I'm gonna do when I end here so if anyone wants to reach out to me um, 
you know, this isn't about me. It's about, I, I, thank you, Paul, sincerely, genuinely, for asking me to be a special guest on your podcast. You know, I respect what you do. I view you differently than a lot of people and Rafiki and Mantle, but I view a lot of people differently because of who I am and what I've been through um, in life. Um, what a lot of people don't know, uh, grew up in a Catholic religion, 18 years, having to go to church, no question about it, all the hol- holidays or holy days and everything, had to do it. You live under my roof, follow my rules. That's my mom and dad, up and raised in a Catholic religion. I did not ascribe to a lot of the philosophies or beliefs of it. And as I got out of that, you know, at eight, after 18, you can make your own decision. And I, I respect what my mom and dad did. That was their decision. There's no book on parenting. We do the best that we can. So once those stipulations or the parameters are not there that you have to operate within, you can reach out to expand your horizons or go out of your comfort zone, which I always knew had the ability to do. And then to find out that there were some family members who indulged in metaphysical activity, but sort of had to keep it on the down low because people are so quick to judge in the Catholic religion. So I found out about aunts that had been doing tea leaf readings power cord readings, um, having premonitions and operating covertly because I'm going back decades ago where it was frowned upon or looked down upon with society. So you had to operate in the shadows. And I started to delve into that. And then after you're 18, you know, you start to maybe talk to more family members more because you're older, you're an adult, quote unquote, an adult at 18. So you start to learn more and then delve into things and then understand, oh, I had this ability too. So then you start capitalizing on that and you learn how to manage and navigate through scenarios and truly work on yourself and try to be a better person every day and do the best that you can without manipulating people, lying to people, cheating on people, using them for taking advantage of them to better yourself. Here's a question. Um, how did your uh, parents take you uh, going into that avenue? They do, they do not know. To this day? Correct. Interesting. All right. Just... So, as I had said earlier, you know, I'm on, on Instagram, if anybody wants to reach out, um, you can contact me. Instagram, uh, BigCatDaddy123, that's a way to reach out to me. Um, I'm not on all the social media platforms, but that's a way to privately reach out uh, to me and you know, discuss if there's anything to discuss here or questions about anyone here, you can ask the people involved. But big cat daddy one, two, three. So 
the people, what I would say with all of this, it's not what I said about wisdom is the reward you get for a lifetime of listening rather than speaking. Sit back, try to be patient, try not to interrupt someone because that's disrespectful. I understand we're all different. I understand there's different variables that we have to factor into everybody's life and that it's not always about wanting to debate you or having some kind of battle or that you're right and that person's wrong. Trying to always prove that you're right and they're wrong or that your point matter mattered and theirs did not. Exercising patience is so important. And over 25 years of readings, I've had to sit back and listen and be silent. That's how I've learned so much. Not only about myself, about other people, and then you're able to assist them. Because it's not always about yourself, it's about others. And if people can put others before themselves, if, if you're in a position where you can, you can learn something and grow as an individual through silence. You don't always have to speak. Just why can't you observe? Paul has done podcasts about this with the Observer and Rafiq and Mental have been on them. Sit back and observe. You can learn so much more. So I am, again, truly humbled and and honored to be a guest on the podcast here and speak about all this and have some uh, very intellectual minds with uh, Paul, Mental Reset, and Rafiki here to contribute and collaborate cohesively together with points and perspectives to hopefully help other people because so many people feel they are alone. How I'm going to end is people that are listening. Hopefully you're still at this point. Get a pencil or pen and a paper and hopefully you've had it the whole time and you've been taking notes. You're only going to need five lines. So I'm going to hit you with 10 words and just think about your life with things. So on a piece of paper on the left, write the word cry. And to the right of that, write the word joy. The next line under cry, write the word hate. To the right of that, write the word love. The next line, underneath hate, write the word lying, L-Y-I-N-J. To the right of that, write the word truth. The next line, underneath lion, write the word enemies, E-N-E-M-I-E-S. To the right of that, write the word friends, F-R-I-E-N-D-S. And the next line, underneath enemies, write the word negativity, N-E-G-A 
T-I-V-I-E-Y. To the right of that, write the word positivity. P-O-S-I-T-I-V-I-T-Y. So what you're looking at, cry has three letters, joy has three letters. Hate has four letters. Wait, love. wait, 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 wait. The first word is pr- cry, C-R-Y? C-R-Y. Oh, I wrote down pride. <laughs> my bad. Oops, you're bad. Oops, my bad, you're bad. Hey, but hey, I could have been a fool and sat here quietly. <laughs> but I didn't want to seem foolish, so I asked the question. I appreciate that. So what you're looking at is cry has three letters and joy has three letters. Hate has four letters and love has four letters. Lying has five letters and truth has five letters. Enemies has seven letters and friends has seven letters. Negativity has 10 letters and positivity has two letters. So you have five words on the left, five words on the right. My point, life is two-sided. Try to choose the better side of it. And sit back and look at all those words. There's no anagram there with anything. Your perspective is everything and how you go through life. Which side do you want to be on? That would wrap it up with me, Sir Paul. All right. All right. Uh, mental. And last words uh, on silent and listen. Earlier, Tarot said, in order to be a good listener, we must learn how to be silent. I got two big key points, three really, on how to be a good listener. Like y'all hear my background, you have to reduce the noise, first of all. Reduce the noise. Remove distractions. I just broke the first two laws right there. (laughs) (laughs) But I was listening, though, you know. Um, And a big thing that Tarot said earlier, don't be biased. Um, The moment you you start having bias in it, you're pretty much already trying to predict the future words or saying or whatever y'all don't do that we don't we have enough people out here not listening you know we should be the change we want to see um we can't all sit up here and have this silent and listen conversation podcast if we aren't being silent and listening you know so you know, just be mindful of those things, y'all. Um, us as well as the listeners. Um, if we're accountable enough to 
see if we are being disrespectful in the dialogue like we has got going on. <laughs> um, just just aim aim for ways to correct it. Um, don't be afraid to ask for the criticism. You know, these are all helpful things to acquire a good listening skill. That's pretty much it. Y'all know you all the stars, so shine like one. Right, Mr. Rafiki, any thoughts on silent and listen? I'm just gonna say this right here. Everybody has their catchphrases. I have my I just now made mine up off of this podcast alone. <laughs> so my my catchphrase from now on, my ending statement is gonna be this right here. Accept the things you cannot change. Hold yourself accountable for the things that you can change. Repeat that. Accept the things you cannot change. Hold yourself accountable for the things that you can change. All right. I, I, I like that. I like that too, Rafiki. Where your hand claps at? That's a lot of words to put on the t-shirt, though. <laughs> <laughs> Double-sided. Double-sided t-shirt. Right, 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 right. With pockets. Lots of pockets on the t-shirt. But, but Rafiki, I could actually make that happen, though. You know what I'm saying? It's just... <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh... Is, was I that mean, it? I, I mean, you know, I I heard everybody's catchphrase. Uh, nah, nah, I, nah, man, I like it. I like it. I like it, man. So, so, so I was like, you know what? I got to come up with one. Yeah, it was, there. It, I like it. Uh, but that's anything else on uh. If you really want the observer to come up, ask it to come up first of all. And then second of all, you become the listener. Well, I was just about to ask you, is being the observer really all about being silent and listening? Exactly. You ain't hit him with the one time, man. Hit him with the one time. What do you want, what do you want me to hit him with? That's the last thing you're supposed to say, man. You just told me I got my phrase. That's the oh. last thing you're supposed to say. Come on, dog. See, 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 Tyro. See, Tyro, man. And and they say, the there goes Paul yelling change. again. <laughs> there he goes. You know what I'm saying? He just sit up here and he just told me, hey, Paul, I got a catchphrase. And then I'm sitting up here waiting for him to hit me with it. And he talking about, what you talking about? <laughs> he wasn't observing what he was saying. <laughs> He, he wasn't listening, but he was being silent. Accept <laughs> <laughs> the things you cannot change. Hold yourself accountable for the things that you can change. Thank you, Mr. Rafiki. Uh, first, I want to thank Taro for joining us today uh, and blessing us with his wisdom. Um, and actually, 
when I threw the boomerang at him, he caught it. He ain't duck. So, you know, thank you for not doing that, too. Um, you know, I, I thought when you, when you hit me with the topic, I liked the topic. And why did I throw the boomerang back at you? It's because I respect your mind. Uh, I, I, I listen to you. As you know, I sit in your stream and I listen to you talk. I listen to you speak. And I, you know, I, I, you, I'm truly hearing what you are saying. Right? So, uh, that's why I was like, hey, you, for you to hit me with the topic, it had to be something that you was really thinking about, something that you've been contemplating. And, and you know, hey, contrary to what others believe, I do don't mind giving people a voice. Um, with that being said, I would like to thank everybody for joining us for episode 14, which is silent versus silent and listen uh, you can get in touch with me at iamastrologyreadings at gmail.com you can come on the website iamastrologyreadings at iamastrologyreadings.com same name on the social medias I would appreciate it if you like share subscribe to the show like and share it share it with about two three of your friends co-workers you know family members, anybody who needs to learn how to be quiet more and listen. And uh, you know how I end this. Know thyself and balance your energy. The name of the name Silver Bullets is not violent. <laughs> and I'm not a violent man and my crew is not a violent crew. Well, not real violent unless that's just called for it. That's just our own personal code. Way we choose to live our life. You know, everybody in the world has their own code, standard, personal laws. You know, things that they'll do and things that they just won't do. Before you find out what that actually is for yourself, you must ask yourself, who am I? Think about it. How you gonna get where you don't know where you wanna go, you know what I mean? Coast ATL to the boot.
I said everything has structure. Even streets have codes. 